Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, at this time on a Monday morning, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K, thekook.com, and on X using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. Uh, a very good morning, Sean. So... After a fairly ferocious few weeks, things have slowed down just a touch last week and this week for uh, ye economists out there. Let's start with last week. We had the employment figures, which were a touch higher, or the unemployment rate was a touch higher than expected. What do you take from all that? Yes, they were, they were disappointing. You know, the, I, I think we've just got to put the background in that the Bureau of Statistics does have a lot of trouble seasonally adjusting the November, December, January data, you know, the changing spending patterns, hiring patterns, when we have our holidays, a whole bunch of stuff. However, cutting through that noise, it still was a very weak labour force release. We had employment basically flat after minus 62,000 the previous month. So that rebound did not happen. And just as worryingly, the unemployment rate picked up to 4.1%. So it's gone up uh, half a percentage point in four months. That's like a pretty big move. Uh, and underemployment's creeping up, the hours work's coming down. So each of these subcomponents of the labour force database that came through was weak, weak or weak still. So mm. in a way, it's what the RBA would want to see. You know, they wanted the economy to slow down. They wanted, well, without being too explicit, they wanted the unemployment rate to go up to take pressure off wages and then services inflation. So they're probably going to be sitting back thinking, okay, it, it, you know, we don't want high unemployment, but our rate hiking policy of the last couple of years is working. Yeah. Stephen Kennedy, the Treasury Secretary last week, came out as well, and he talked about the idea that uh, it's a sort of a once-in-a-generation opportunity to get an unemployment rate that's sustainably low, and I think he talked about having not seen that since the 70s. Just explain what he's talking about there. Yeah, well, if we go back, I think we can look at the economy pre-pandemic and now post-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, uh, we economists, including at the Reserve Bank and Treasury and elsewhere, and I think this is what Stephen Kennedy was talking about, we were sort of a bit scared if the unemployment rate got below 5%. We thought that that would fuel a wage uh, pickup that would feed into inflation. So therefore, it was not sustainable. Mm. What we're learning right now, and I think this is a global phenomenon, you know, we're seeing it in the US, we're seeing it in the UK, uh, we can hold an unemployment rate let's just call it 4% approximately, give or yep. take a bit of uh, wriggle room around that number, of course, uh, and still not have wages and inflation pressures lurking. So there's been this ratcheting lower in how sustainably low the unemployment rate can be. And that can be linked to a number of things, not actually showing up in the productivity data, but the use of uh, AI technology, you know, these sorts of things is making the labour force more efficient in many ways, and it means that we need more people, that the, the, the workforce participation rate is also going up. So it's really this interesting experiment, if we can call it that, that's going on right now, both here in Australia and around the world. You know, can we grow the economy, have unemployment holding around 4%-ish, and still get inflation back into the target range? That's certainly what everybody's hoping for. Okay, I just want to quickly mention the National Australia Bank Consumer Sentiment Conditions Index last week, also the Westpac Consumer Sentiment those consumers, they're, they're a bouncy bunch. They sort of suddenly get a little bit of good news on rates and they're back. On interest rates, Taylor Swift's here, you know. <laughs> There's a whole lot of things to be happy about right now. Forty season's about to start again, things like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've actually got this scenario unfolding right now where the talk of rate cuts, even if it's, they're not about to happen any time you know, really soon, is giving people a bit of relief. The other thing to remember too, Sean, which I think feeds into sentiment, that cost of living pressure, which 
certainly was more acute 12 months ago, is fading a little bit. You know, we know inflation's falling. Wages growth is reasonable at this stage. So that um, crossover, if you like, of inflation falling, hmm. wages picking up, is happening about now. Uh, in fact, we'll find out more information later this week on wages. But the really interesting thing is that maybe consumers are just feeling, you know, a little less gloomy. I don't think they're optimistic yet, but a little bit less gloomy because of rates, wages picking up, inflation coming down. You mentioned wages later this week. So what have we got coming out? Yeah, well, the, the, the one that will be the focus of the markets will be the wage price index. Uh, we know that uh, last quarter, the September quarter, included that big jump in the Fair Work Commission pay increase, 1.3%, which took the annual rate to 4%. Now, we're looking for a, a bit of a quarterly moderation, something around about 09 or 1% quarter on quarter for wages, which will keep the annual rate around about 4%, which is sort of in, as we were just discussing, sort of in that groove of sustainable, if you like. So we'll be watching that. If there's any, I guess, any surprise to the wages number to the high side, it'll sort of rekindle some fears that, oh, maybe the RBA can't cut just yet because the services inflation that's linked to wages growth is not coming down much. Uh, But if it's sort of on 4.0, decimal points matter in these things, I think the market will be pretty content with that sort of uh, wage increase, particularly as we were just discussing, the unemployment rate still, or was, particularly low in 2023. So uh, the rate debate, the interest rate debate will be focusing on the wages side this week until we get the GDP numbers, you know, but we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks' time. Okay. We've also got the Reserve Bank minutes, but no one cares because we heard so much from Michelle Bullock at the time. I just got to, you're in your home studio there, Stephen. You are a man of many talents. And in the background there, you have got, is it an apple that I'm looking at there? It's so Stephen has a side business. Tell us about it. (laughs) Oh, my side business is called Pink Pear. It's ceramic fruit. And that blue apple there is the pride of my possession. Oh. It's a matte, M-A-T-T-E, finish, which doesn't glow. You can shine a light on it and it's just a dull, spectacular particular finish on that one. So, yeah, it's going wow. pretty well. So Pink Pear. So Pink Pear is the name of the business. You can buy ceramic fruit sculptures ranging from the little ones like the cherry to big, funky ones like that. And I've got great big apples and cherries too that are a metre tall. So um, give us a call if you're in, into wow. it. Wow. Pinkpear.com, is that right? Pinkpear.com.au. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. .au. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Stephen. Enjoy your week. Thanks, mate. Thank you. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Cook. You can find him at thecook.com and follow him on X using the handle The Cook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 